Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. He konai purangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. It's hard to capture children's attention, and sustaining it is even more of a challenge. But Rex Simpson, the man responsible for getting New Zealand's longest-running kids' show off the ground, nailed it. Something uh, that was, what now can we do? You know, it was an answer to um, kids going, so, you know, what do we do now? It was all about um, activities that uh, you could undertake when you turned the television off. Kia ora, I'm Sonia Yee and you're listening to Eyewitness, a podcast that looks at events and moments in history witnessed by the people who were there. What Now launched on Saturday the 9th of May in 1981 in a Christchurch studio and this year hit its 40-year mark. It's a massive feat for a programme that initially started out as a kind of exercise show for kids which we'll get to shortly. Because in so many ways, the show was as much about Rex's ethos as it was about his desire to make programmes that were informative as well as entertaining. After training as a drama teacher, Rex dabbled in radio and went on to state television in 1976, back when there were only two channels. When I first started and having my first shift on air, uh, I would have been 21 or 22. It was um, a quasi sort of competitive environment, but, you know, still you were actually uh, state broadcasters. There was more of an opportunity, I suppose, than there is these days to, to experiment, and uh, people were more prepared to take um, risks. And for Rex, well, those risks extended to doing the types of things that no one else was doing. Working in kids' TV proved to be fertile ground for creativity. On TV2, there was um, Hey, Hey, It's Andy. And on TV1, initially, there was nothing. And so I um, had the job of being a presentations director. I was 22 and going on 23, and I thought, you know, well, I'm a director, and I had this sort of, you know, director title. I could do anything in the afternoons because I was the director. Uh, And so I manufactured a character and put him on screen to be able to link the, um, the programs. And that linking device was a show called Nice One Stew, which follows the antics of a cheeky schoolboy who gets up to, well, all sorts of mischief. Oh, sir, 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 I don't think that's fair, sir. Give me such a no mark of naught. Rex was pretty gung-ho about it all, which meant he kind of left everybody out of the loop. Des Monaghan, who was the programme director at the time, and Chris Bourne, who was my boss, and uh, various other executives were in Avalon on the top floor having a meeting, and they looked up and there was this person on screen, and they went, what the f***? (laughs) There's that. (laughs) 
at least Rex can laugh about it now. Abraham, you must sign your letter at the bottom. What are you doing, boy? Oh, I am writing a letter to myself, sir. And what are you saying to yourself? But those stern looks from the executive department soon turned to smiles. That slot was an unexpected hit that would also set Rex up for things to come. This phenomenon hit. I recall one time we went to Gisborne and it was like we were the Beatles. People came out and they were rocking the car and, you know, we had to have security guards um, being able to ensure that, you know, we weren't trampled. It was just nuts. The exec team handed over the reins. Rex got a chance to work on other shows in the meantime, including a show called How's That, where kids get to make things and play games. What now was a show waiting in the wings? I suppose at that time there was sort of an anarchic type of uh, mood that was going through British television, like Tiz Was and uh, Turn Off the Television Set and Do Something Better. It sort of followed those lines as well. So the content was, you know, very much about, you know, having a bit of fun, but also, you know, taking away some things that you could possibly be doing after you had been watching Saturday morning television. What Now had its own format and a set of unique characters that moved the segments along. Frank Flash coming in with flashes of inspiration and Constable Keith and Sniff, the police dog that would come in. Hi, and welcome to the police station. The governor is doing a survey. Jim Hopkins coming in as this crazy man who, you know, used to pop in. The show even featured our very own Alison Holst, the queen of Food TV at the time, and her two children. And let's not forget the part about getting kids moving and doing... Well, hi, everybody. Oh, aerobics. This morning. It really here. spoke to the time. So I hope you're all wide awake, and if you're not, you soon will be. Diane Honeybone was the person who uh, did exercises with uh, people in the studio in the half-hour production. In fact, you were told never to actually work with kids and animals. Well, I had, you know, them in the studio. Then we had Diane Honeybone doing exercises. You know, why did I do this? I go, this is just nuts. That's it. Lift your knees up high. One time we were recording, the dog decided to jump on the back of Diane Honeybone as she continued to actually try and do these exercises. I mean, we were all corpsing in the in the control room, but, you know, on the floor it was mayhem because she was actually trying to continue to, to do this with the dog but not crack up and, you know, it was just, it was just nuts. Making live television was all part of the fun and even when things went wrong, everyone had to roll with the punches. Or should I say push-ups. As the show developed, Rex introduced elements from his radio background with a host that linked the segments. Welcome to What Now, the day the 16th of July. Well, this was one of the first programmes that that had, you know, young people phoning in, just like a radio station. And so that was the, the whole reason that I wanted to go live. You could actually, you know, be talking to your audience um, while they were watching the programmes. You know, they were on the phone and they were talking to Steve and Steve was answering them while they were on the phone watching the telly. So that was just a very unique and, uh, and amazing way in which you were connecting with the audience that were actually watching the programme. What now has launched the broadcasting careers of many of its presenters over the years, including Michelle A. Court, Simon Barnett, Jason Gunn, Siobhan Ruakere and even Labour MP Tamati Coffey. But the very first... 
As of next year's series of What Now, every week was we will have one Steve Parr, who was working in radio at the time. I started in radio in 1974 in 2ZP and 2ZH New Plymouth and Harborough. I was 19 when I got that job. By the time Rex came knocking on Steve's door for the What Now opportunity, Steve was about 28. Doing live television was a natural progression. He'd been looking for a way to break into television, a place where he could hone his on-screen persona. I actually found it very easy because I, I wasn't pretending to be anyone or like, oh, I'm never going to be an actor. You have to be absolutely genuine the whole time. I just sort of held the whole thing together at my little spaceship control module. But just because he started a TV gig didn't mean he left radio behind. In fact, on Saturday mornings, my 3ZM shift was from 10 until 2. And the what now, of course, was from 8 until 10. So <laughs> there was always this mad, mad dash to get out of the studio by about one minute to ten, still with full makeup and whatever I was having to be wearing at that stage for that show, literally run down the street from uh, Gloucester Street round to Colombo Street to get on air by four minutes past ten. <laughs> it was the way it was. It's just, you did it. I mean, radio and television people crossed over all the time. Whether you're warming up for rugby, soccer, netball, tennis, cricket, whatever, winter, summer, spring. It was live, live television, which is absolutely daunting, as you can appreciate. If you dig a hole, you've got to get out of it yourself. You were literally going at a million miles an hour. What have you got uh, for breakfast for me this morning? Here's your breakfast, Steve. We'll come back to Steve in a bit. Because the show wasn't just about the presenters, involving kids was an important feature of the show's success. Today, kids are uploading their content to YouTube or TikTok, but back in the 80s, What Now provided a platform for children to share their talent, to talk about their hobbies and more. Today, we're going to be spending some time with video games' most recognisable characters. It was all about empowering young people, and young people are just so diverse and do so much, so many wonderful things, don't they? They certainly, you know, weren't just there as wallpaper. They, you know, were active participants and they were, you know, delivering content. I mean, we had young people who we followed as um, as sports people who ultimately went on and um, and became New Zealand, you know, icons. Darcy Waldegrave, you know, a well-known broadcaster in New Zealand, got his uh, first start as a kid on um, on What Now, going out and actually creating content. But the reality of having kids glued to the TV, watching a show that encouraged them to get active and off the couch, wasn't lost on Rex. By actually having a program that was all about young people, showing what young people could be doing, um, we actually garnered a large audience of uh, of young people so that they could be sitting down watching to work out what it was they were going to be doing when they turned the television set off and did something better. <laughs> you know, it's an interesting, interesting conundrum. The show quickly developed its own momentum, but Rex said it couldn't have happened on its own. We had a really good team of people, both researchers and people that were putting together the What Now magazine, great PAs, you know, there's field directors putting the, um, the content together. So, you know, I can't say that it was just me that was actually you know, doing all of the work and coming up with the work. There was a great team of people right from the get-go who were putting it together. And I have to say, Hal Weston, who was the head of children's programs at the time, showed a, a great deal of, um, of trust and faith in this group of anarchic young people <laughs> to 
put this program together. I would have been 26 when um, I was the producer of this um, of this program. I don't know whether you know these days many 26 year olds get the ability to be able to go and put their creations on air week after week. He had a huge amount of faith in me, and I'm so eternally grateful for that. Steve Parr again. It was the start of the career for me. When the start of the century came along, it was mentioned uh, that, you know, we saw you on What Now, we've seen the auditions, we know what you do. What Now is a show that sets Steve up for a rich and varied broadcasting career. Starting with What Now, they're moving into Sale of the Century, fashion TV shows, uh, doing the music awards, the telethons, which came up a little later on, hosting all 24 hours one year in Dunedin, doing everything live um, and using your own personality and your own ego to get you through just about anything was a massive learning experience and very, very rewarding. Surrender my everything and gunge me or I And each time the show celebrated another milestone, Steve was invited back. In true What Now style, of course. They've had me on the 20th show, the 25th show, the 30th anniversary show. They've gunged me every time. Yep, we're talking getting drenched in colourful ooze. Which uh, is not one of my greatest pleasurable experiences, especially in the middle of winter. It's hard to get out of everything and it gets into places you sometimes didn't even know you had places. Today, Steve lives in Australia. And while he's chosen a career outside of broadcasting, it seems what now has never left him. And it was such a a joy to do. And you didn't realise how much of a joy it was for other people until you started getting all the letters and the comments coming in from people from, in quotations, fan mail. It was just fantastic. And there is a huge number of Kiwis who call Australia home now. And everyone that's over 40 or 45 remembers that show, remembers Sale, remembers all those things that went on in the 80s and 90s in television in New Zealand. I'm still, oh, you're that guy and what now? You know, wow. I think that is uh, still one of um, the important aspects of programmes like What Now enables people to um, cut their teeth and uh, become excellent broadcasters. Rex left What Now in 1988 to start an independent film and television production company in the South Island. But a few years later, he returned to TV as a producer, launching shows like Praise Be and The Renovators, as well as again heading back to kids' programmes, including The Early Bird Show and You and Me. A man with the gift of the gab, he also went on to local body politics before heading back to his first love, radio. And these days he lives in Thames and hosts the morning show on CFM. But he's proud of having laid the foundation for what now is New Zealand's longest running children's show. For me, it was all about the creativity. It was all about the unique and new and different idea. Would you have foreseen back then that it would have such a massive scope? No, never, never in my wildest dreams. You know, going 40 years on, um, it, it is just absolutely phenomenal. Great kudos to the, the producers and um, the production companies that have followed on with it and, and you know, kept the um, the 
basic philosophy that the um, the program started out with, and and to um, the broadcasters, the state broadcasting that was funding it initially, and then ultimately to um, New Zealand on air that have that have kept it on air. Um, you know, I, I, in my wildest dreams, I wouldn't have uh, imagined that it would have continued for that long. But thank goodness it has. That was Rex Simpson. And you also heard Steve Parr. And this episode of Eyewitness was produced by me, Sonia Yee, and the sound engineer was Phil Benj. If you'd like to listen to more of this series, head to rnz.co.nz forward slash eyewitness or download it via Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Catch you next time. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.